All right, everybody, welcome back to the Heath Barn. Hope that we've all had a lovely day and that we are super psyched for this episode. It is a, it's a great one. My wife and I, Mandy, and a few other people went a few weekends ago to see a band that I had never seen before. Their name is Mullet Over, and they were so freaking good that I thought I want to get them here in the barn and have them do a pod. So I tracked them down and they came in and it was a blast. So it is Mike and Cindy McLeish. They are the co-founders and the creators of the band Mullet Over. So we talk about all kinds of stuff. We talk about their history, how they became so musically gifted. They talk about their history, their backstory, their family, all that kind of stuff, things, kind of how their gigs work and uh, things like that. And it was a lot of fun. And then we get into, uh, they start telling some stories from their time uh, as a band. A pig may or may not be involved. You'll just have to listen. But uh, yeah, but, uh, so then we just kind of get into some stories. We start uh, talking about music, stories, and all these, kind, all these kinds of things. It was a lot of fun. So, um, you know, like I said, there might be a pig. Ted Nugent's thigh may be involved at some point in a conversation. You'll just have to listen. And if you listen to the very end, you'll be able to see uh, or hear how they uh, came up with the name Mullet Over for their band. So, amazing 80s covered band, one of the best bands I've seen in person in a long time. So, it was a pleasure to have them in here. Now, you can find them. Well, before I say that, I listen back to this, and uh, whenever I have people in here interviewing them, sometimes uh, if you go back to YouTube, if you're, if you're in our age, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you're younger, you may have to look it up, but it's like Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live when he's interviewing like Paul McCartney and people, or just anybody, he's like, he's always like, hey, you remember that time? And they're like, yeah, he's just like, that was awesome, you know? And I, I listen back to it, I'm like, I sound like Chris Farley from the SNL episodes, because I'm just, it's like, oh, you remember the, 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 that gig we, you guys had? Like, yeah, that was awesome, you know? But despite my mediocre interviewing skills, it's still a great listen. Because like I said, a lot of uh, their story is very unique and it's uh, really, really cool. So I'm just thrilled that they were in here and they were a lot of fun and it'd be great to have them back sometime and uh, maybe do some more fun stuff with them. So thank you to them for coming in, Mike and Cindy McLeish. Now their website is mulletoverband.com. It's got like all their gigs coming up. It's got their songs, song list, videos, shirts, all that kind of stuff. Basically everything that Mandy and I uh, say we're going to turn welcome to the heathbarn.com into, but just haven't done it yet. So yeah, it's kind of what we're aspiring to do with our website. We just haven't done it yet. I do have the rights to welcome to heathbarn.com. We just got to get it up. And I've been saying that for months. So their website is what we want ours to look like or in somewhere in that ballpark. It's a great website. Uh, so uh, and I might as well promote myself as well. If I'm promoting them, you can find me on my website, jheath2286.podbean.com. You can find these pods on there, the entire list, but you can also find them on all major podcasting formats. I had a notice a few days ago and there were like 84 downloads in a day from iTunes. So now we're apparently we're on iTunes as well, which is great. So find us on there, but, um, and then all the social media, things like that. I put up things promoting the episodes and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we'll get back, uh, you know, into videos and all that good stuff. So TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, personal page, and business page. 
John Heath is personal page. Uh, welcome to Heath Barn for all of those things on social media. So a lot of fun stuff coming up, but this was a very fun episode. They have a great story and it's just really, really cool to listen to how they uh, came about, you know, making this band. And I'm telling you, they are amazing and very, very gifted playing instruments and singing and all those things. So uh, it's great to hear people that are awesome at their craft uh, discuss it. So it was a lot of fun. I want to thank them for coming in. Again, Mike and Cindy McLeish, creators of Mullet Over, a wonderful band. Thank you for listening and welcome to the Heath Barn. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Heath Barn. And I'm fanboying out. I'm super <laughs> pumped. We have Cindy and Mike McLeish, and they are the founders, creators of the best band that I've seen in person in a long time, Mullet Over. Now, thank you for being here, first of all. Thanks for having us. Yes. I Okay, here's how all this went down. I couple weeks ago and i'm gonna give my oldest sister a shout out because if i don't she'd be like well i'm the one that saw him first about that so i will <laughs> so my oldest sister heather she's uh uh seen you guys before told us how awesome you guys are so then you guys were going to be at 36 saloon in rockville which isn't too far for us so we went over there with my sister and another uh couple went and um you guys were just I, I'm, I have questions for you because I don't know. Like, I was blown away at how good you guys are. And so I thought, hey, I'm going to track them down and get them on here. Hey, thank yes. you. Yes. So I don't know if you remember, but uh, Mike remembered. We came up and talked to him for a minute after the after the gig. Yeah. And, but um, I don't know if you remember, but you were playing the sax. Cindy was. And she was coming through, walking through the rows. And I shook her. I shook your hand because, and you were like, you leaned over and you're like, you have the softest hands I've ever felt. I told you about that. <laughs> and I said, yeah. and I told her, I'm like, that's just years of avoiding manual labor. <laughs> she did. Yeah. I told you. Yeah, that was that was that's me. Yeah, that was funny. me. Yeah, but uh, I was, um, yeah, I couldn't believe it. And from my perspective, like I've always been obsessed with the '80s, which is what you guys uh, specialize in at your. Uh, the kind of music you play, but I was the youngest of four, and I graduated in 96, but I was like, I had two older sisters that were, you know, so they're like crimping their hair and doing all this, and blah, 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 <laughs> and I'd be like outside their doors while they're getting ready, like dancing to 80 songs, and then, I mean, I even remember like my senior year in high school, you had to do like a big term paper, took like the, the whole like semester, and I picked the 80s for mine, I did like 80s music nice. shows and movies and all that, so... Uh, so a lot of the pods that we've done on here are 80s related so um yeah that's another reason i wanted to have you guys on but i would just like to know kind of the history how you guys became so musical what okay because you play you play cindy you play multiple instruments you are mike the guitar was just absolutely phenomenal so like when did you guys start playing and 
how did you become so interested in music and all that good stuff? Well, um, you know, in grade school, I played clarinet, and my band teacher said, um, you're a saxophonist, so yeah. here's an alto, and I went home and cried to my mom, I don't want to <laughs> play it, I can't, Yeah. and I did, and then I just, that was, I was just made to do that, so right. I played that, you know, all through high school, and and you started playing guitar when you were, what, 13, something? Yeah, about that. Um, first grade, my Somehow I ended up with a Magnus chord organ, a little tiny little organ with the fan on it that just blows air. And, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I was intrigued by the sheet music where you could see something written down and transpose it or figure out how to play it. Um, I didn't care about the, the songs themselves. I, they were old ones. I didn't even recognize them. But, but it was just a matter of following the instructions. And so I played the keyboards on and off. Um, starting in first grade and yeah. didn't really take it too seriously um, and uh, first band was with my older brother I think I was 13 and I played an electric piano and he played guitar and sang and it was we were terrible but you know <laughs> it, it uh, he stuck with it as well all through high school and, and uh, but I wanted to play the guitar he had the guitar so I had to sneak the guitar out from under his bed to, to practice on it and yeah. get back under there he'd find out and I'd get in trouble. So my aunt got me a $3 silver tone guitar that had been spray painted orange. And um, that was my first guitar. And I just, just played it and played it. And, yeah. um, uh, and then, I don't know, I guess my sophomore year in high school joined a first band and yeah. got fired and had a couple bands after that. Right. Yeah, I, w well, I was about 14 at my girlfriend's house and I heard a band practicing down the road. And I'm like, let's go hear the band. Yeah. And we walked down into the garage, or was it the garage or out back or something? And he was playing guitar, <laughs> and I was going to marry him. Nice. Fourteen. I walked over and sat down on his amplifier, and looked <laughs> up at him. And and when we would tell this story, I thought uh, I thought I was going to marry him, and everybody's like, "Oh, <laughs> Michael, what did you think?" And he said, "She better get off my amp." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But then we. When I was 16, he asked me out, and that, and then we've been together since 1982. Really? I was going to ask you that. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Well, that... Uh. <laughs> and we would just sit and listen. I had a nice stereo on my 72 Duster, uh -huh. and we would just play Foreigner and Boston mm -hmm. on, on the cassettes, and, and I would just ask him, what is that sound? Oh, that's a Leslie speaker. What is that? That's a Moog synthesizer, you know. And we just talked about music from day one. Yeah, that's really, that's really awesome. Yeah. So, together since 1982. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, when you guys, um, did you, were you ever in another band before this, Cindy? Or, or did you guys, uh, because this, what year did you guys start Mullet Over? It was... 2011, the spring of 2011. Gotcha. So then, between... You know, or before then, how many reuni bands before that, or anything, or just? I was in a band. Um, oh, when I was like nine, eighteen, uh, for a summer. You yeah. know, just playing sax and keys. It was called Four Out of Five. They got it from Four Out of Five Dentist Approved Trident. <laughs> there you go. That's how they named the band. And well, um, and then, then I, you were in a couple bands. I was in several bands in high school. And yeah. Out of high school, I got in a country band. Based out of Rosedale, but um, um, for uh, I don't know, a year or two, yeah. And, um, and I moved to Florida and pretty much gave up. 
I was involved with a band out of uh, Danville uh, here yeah. called Storm. Uh, I was their sound man, and I last said I would get up and play some keys and guitar. But um, it was that or computers, and I couldn't get any kind of a computer job in 1983, 84, mm-hmm. in this area, so my uncle convinced me to move to Florida, so I just put all the music stuff away and moved to Florida, and, yeah. and started doing computers, and, <clears throat> and I followed him down. Did you? And Where at in Florida? Tampa. I, uh, I lived, uh, I moved down there, um, I was down there, I think I moved 07 and came back like 2010, I think, so I was down there about three and a half years, right outside of Tampa. And then Clearwater Beach for a year, but uh, us too. Really, yeah. we did Tampa, Clearwater Beach, and then finally Sarasota. Yeah, and yeah. then we had a baby, and we were like, we want to go home. Right. Yeah. So we moved home when he was seven months old. And and we didn't. I had an acoustic guitar. I just dragged from from state to state, house yeah. to house. Never played it. Um, and so you didn't play uh, down there at all. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. Nothing. We started. We got married. Started having kids, and there wasn't. Time. Right. And, uh, and then when our second child uh, was a uh, little less than a year, some friends of ours said, "Hey, let's start a band, uh, a Christian, a kind of pop band." And we were in that for about a year. Yeah. Yeah. And the drummer had MS and gotcha. started having trouble mm-hmm. um, keeping the beat, and um, so that was it. Was called Organized Chaos. Gotcha. We didn't name that one. <laughs> but uh, then, you know, we had nine children. Really? Yes. And um, So you guys have nine children? Yes. Okay. No twins. Gotcha. All from the same guy. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a running joke. So yeah. She'll go out to the audience, you know, during breaks and talk, if you can imagine. Yeah. And talk to people. <laughs> and, and, and it'll come up that we've got nine kids. And, yeah. And so... So sometimes later, later in the night, I'll be going to the bathroom or to the bar, and somebody will grab me and go, "Do you guys really have nine kids?" <laughs> I'm not much of a prankster, but this one works well. I'll say, "Well, those are from our first three marriages." Yeah, and they believe that. They believe that as much as the two of us have had nine kids. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It, 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 she doesn't appreciate that joke nearly as much as I do. Yeah. So if um, okay, now uh, one of them is the drummer is that mm-hmm. correct yep that's the fifth born gotcha are any of the other ones uh musically inclined yes. like you guys are when we started mullet over well first organized chaos yes we were in that and then we when we got done with that band we said someday we're going to start an 80s band and then i got pregnant then we're going to start an 80s band then i got pregnant <laughs> pregnant so nice. finally um when the ninth born was four and uh, able to, you know, the older children were there with him and we decided it was time. And uh, what was your question? <laughs> oh, uh, the music. Uh, how many of the kids are? Oh, yeah. so when we started Mullet Over, <laughs> yeah. the original members were um, me and Mike and uh, our oldest child on bass. Yeah. And he's the one who actually designed the logo. Yeah, it's awesome. His name's logo. Corey, and he played bass with us for five years, mm-hmm. and then he uh, moved uh, to Nevada to uh, work at Lake Mead. Gotcha. So then we had to start hiring uh, non-family members, uh-huh. and then well, uh, we already had a. We went through a bunch of drummers during that time. A couple drummers, 
I mean, they gotta be they gotta be really damn good to be they in your do. band, you know. So they it's do. like you gotta you gotta play it like the yeah. recording as best you can. Yeah, you can't just so let we you would, schlub off the street, be your drummer because no you guys slubs. don't you guys don't miss a don't miss a beat with well, anything. So it's like you know you gotta they gotta be able to bring it. So well, we would come home, we record all of our shows, and we would play the recordings, and sometimes it was just not yeah. jiving. And our Isaac, who's now the drummer, mm -hmm. he would say that's not right. Yeah. Now he'd never played drums before, other than a rock band. So yeah. he'd get on his rock band drums and he'd say, "This is how it goes." Yeah. And so one day we're like, "Get out of bed! Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. We want you to audition." <laughs> yeah. And so he's been with us for almost eight years. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And we do have uh, musical children. I, um, every single one of them can play an instrument or sing. Isaac actually creates his own music. Yeah. And gets commissioned to do things. Uh, he's amazing, and then our our. And he plays keys and guitar. He can hear. And he just listens to the drum part and walks in and plays it. And hardly he doesn't Man. practice. Really. It's just in his head. That's awesome. And then our our last born, uh, Jacob, the ninth born, he plays guitar. Mike said, um, yeah, as good as him. Yeah, he's kind of I mean, self-taught, but. Uh, Jeez. So he's, uh, eventually going to be you know another guitarist and mull it over, but it just. Uh, he's 16, he's working at Walmart, and, you know, yeah. you can't just pop a 16-year-old in there and expect him to... Right. It'll take a while. Yeah, man. But he's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, that's what I was telling, like, my buddy. We were sitting there, and I'm like, okay, you know how bands sometimes will... Okay, I'm trying to think how I want to explain this. You know, just little, like, little bitty, no or, or, like, little... Uh, this little bitty notes or things like that or like after the chorus is over and the, the song's almost over and somebody else just sing a couple notes just like throwaway notes towards the end the singer will you know like most bands do like you guys are like every little thing that you hear on the radio is exactly the way you guys do it so it's like it yeah. was uh, it was amazing I was okay the people that were sitting right by me too we got to I was being a pain in the ass to my wife because <laughs> there was uh, they were into their cups Big time. They'd been at Cover Bridge, you know, so they were, and they were, I think they're from Evansville. But she's uh, going up there to dance and stuff, and my wife was like behind me. And I'm like, hey, she wants to go too. Take her up there, you know. And so, and my wife was not happy with me because so this lady just starts dragging her up every time. But she was, you guys were playing uh, Rio. This is how I started talking to that table. And they were like trying to figure out who sang it. And I leaned over, I'm like, it's Strandran, you know. So then, so then after that, every song, uh, you know, I was helping him tell him who sang because, like, a lot of people know those songs, but I don't know who sings them. But yeah. uh, I used to play like "Name That Tune" at oh yeah, and uh, well, in Paris where that country club used to be back. Okay, well, I mean, it's where the golf course is. But anyways, back we're talking close twenty years ago. My buddies have "Name That Tune" going every Thursday. And that was like a big deal, and it was always '80s stuff. And it's you know that stuff just gets in your brain and oh yes yes yeah it's the best decade it's one far. of our favorite things to do in the car just get on spotify and it's like okay i can name that tune in like one note yes that's what yeah. yep that's what it is <laughs> <That's good. laughs> it's more than a feeling Boston, yeah. you know just yeah we it, play we do games like that on here like on this pod sometimes we've done 80 stuff like uh we do a password where uh it'll be like a you know, like the old celebrity, you know, the mm -hmm. old super password where you can only say one word and they got to guess it. You yes. Know? We, we've been playing that on here quite a bit. And then we'll pick a year. We just had I, my in-laws in and they picked 94, which I don't know why, but we picked 88, I believe. 
you know so we did like the top 10 songs from that year top 10 tv shows but yeah i i uh like i said that's just the best decade okay now if you were let's say uh your go-to if they were like okay first of all do you prefer because everybody you sing some how many different people sing three yes yes you saying okay? We need to talk about the other people in the band as well, like uh, that are that are in there now. Um, what are yeah. their names? Uh, uh, A.R. Fulkerson is the lead singer, and he's been with us for going on eleven years. He's been with you guys that long. Yep. Gotcha. Uh, when we had when we lost our um, original female singer, she got married, had a baby, moved. Uh, we had to audition. We had, I think we had eight people lined up to audition for lead singer, and A.R. was first. And he sang Sweet Child and Don't Stop Believing. And we were blown away. Yeah. He's never been in a band. Really? Yeah. And he walked out and we're like, cancel everyone. And, but fair, fair, right. we had every, and, and AR got it. Yeah. And he's he amazing. Done, he'd done karaoke. He'd done karaoke. Right. Through college and all. Uh, but, and then there's um, Heather Williams. She's the female singer and she's excellent. When she just joined us um, going on four years ago. Um, so then how many okay so uh, did you have do the same thing like auditions for that too mm -hmm. yes okay so how many people uh, I mean how many people tried to it was much more difficult to find a female singer we happened to there was probably four yeah yeah we uh, or five something like that yeah we, we, we didn't have the luxury of having them all show up one day and compare them it was like here's a girl who's willing to sing so we would bring her in and practice with her maybe do a couple shows and then realize that's not going to work out yeah and we'd, we'd find somebody else and we'd keep looking and, and what are you laughing for yeah. Cindy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them. when I laugh quietly you oh, don't sorry. ask oh, me sorry, that sorry. <laughs> she, was, she was thinking about something else from earlier yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's and every one of them have said this even if you sing karaoke the music is is exactly the same every time yeah but, but in a live band as close as we try to get it tempos usually maybe a little different things uh -huh. aren't quite the same balance mm -hmm. and so it's a big adjustment to sing yeah to sing with a live band um, and some people think they can harmonize because they've been mm -hmm. doing karaoke right and it's different but heather we went to see her in a community theater play and she came out and sang chain 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 mm, nice. and yeah. we were just like yeah and mike mike just looked at me and went call her nice so yeah. uh she um i don't did you hear her do barracuda yes oh, yeah yes. she just okay how do you guys decide who sings what like what, what between like you and her because like you're both uh, uh because i have a very limited range and i'm not that good <laughs> well i know but i mean as far as like <laughs> no i don't know i'm not saying i know I'm i know like, i know i heard you <laughs> <laughs> i mean like uh well, it's how many songs? I mean, I'm trying to think of that night. How many songs did you sing? Probably oh, maybe four, six. Two Joan Jett, um, a Blondie, and a, a Pat Benatar. Yeah, that's all I sing. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, because um, I'm just, you know, that's that's my range, and it's kind of rock, and I, not a lot of finesse. I have no vibrato and a very no range, and so I'm just. Oh, you're kind a great singer. I mean, everybody. Comedy relief. No, no, that's. But Heather, so how do we decide? We keep a list of songs that are new suggestions that everyone has thrown into a pool on Spotify. From there, Mike and I choose what would be best, and um, then we have like. 
to learn soon and from there we have another list to learn now yeah and so we the singers put in on that list things that they can can sing gotcha or we might just hear something like, say, Mr. Mr., um, Broken <laughs> yeah, Wings, right. and we'll text them and say, hey, can you nail this? And they'll either say, absolutely, or no way. Yeah. So we just, um, that's how we do it. That's awesome. There's not a lot of female songs, rock songs, right. to really choose from yeah. that, that we really even want to do. And right. So that, it, that's a much more limited selection. So there's a couple where, like Steve Perry, is, yes. is exceptional as a guy. He very high range, and so we let Heather sing. Right, that, and um, and she does a great job with that. So yeah. if it's a guy singer that's really really high. Um, yeah, she did separate ways, mm-hmm. and uh, what was the other one she did for Journey? Stone in Love. Yeah, yeah, that's a great song. Um, do you guys have? Uh, okay, when you go in. Oh, we oh go ahead. We missed the bass player. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah we were talking about members Matt Hewlett. Uh, formerly of a band called The Nerve, gotcha. uh, he joined us in um, January. I te- I checked with him. Okay. It was January, yeah. and uh, he is exceptional. Yeah. Uh, he he blows us away, and then we've got of course Isaac on drums and uh, me and Mike, and that's it. Right. And then we can't forget our crew. Dalton Boyles runs lights and is an excellent roadie, and Michael Hodson runs sound and. Uh, Michael's- Hudson's been with us like six years. I think eight. I think as much as Isaac. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and Dalton's been there three. So, you know, once once people come on, um, they they like they yeah. like it. Oh yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Well, there it, were a few that didn't last very long. They didn't like it, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's not for we you. We don't yeah. want people there if they don't. Right. You know, Mike will meet with the band at least once a year and say, "Do you enjoy it still?" Uh, and do we still enjoy you? Is it right. a mutual thing? And uh, well, our expectations are, are, are pretty high, and I try to make that clear beforehand. Right. Like I said, we went through a couple of drummers because they would just kind of wing it, or yeah. they would know the fills, but they maybe wouldn't do them in the right place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's convinced me of this, and I realize it too. We know the songs well enough that we... Like when you're going from a chorus to a verse to a chorus, now there's a break or something. There's a particular drum fill that comes in there. Yeah. That 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 we know, expect, and in the, the crowd expects. Mm-hmm. You know. You, Whether they know guys, it or not, they're right. expecting yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We yeah. see guys out there doing the drum fills that they know these songs by heart. Mm-hmm. And so if the drummer wasn't doing that or doing it in the wrong place, it would mess us up. Yeah. And it didn't just seem quite quite right. So, yeah. That's <clears> what I was saying. It's. There's no, you can tell there's nobody goes off. It, it's very, everything's just real tight and it sounds exactly like you hear it, you know. I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of the uh, percussion sounds, the dings, the vibra-slap, mm-hmm. the, you know, the the shaker, yeah. uh, the tambourine. I'm like, you just, it sounds like a simple thing, but it's there. Oh, you got, oh yeah, yeah. That's, it's, that's what's, I was so impressed with just like, man, they don't miss anything. But, okay, now you play keyboard and uh saxophone mm-hmm. which do you uh um do more well obviously there's only so many songs with a saxophone but keyboard are you uh, i mean just perfectly comfortable with that just i'm comfortable with synth synthesizer i'm not a great piano player yeah. and i i just am not well, the the lady we started the band with was a pianist and she was excellent we would do foreplay long time by boston and yeah. she would 
you know, not nail it, but do it better than. Right. Nobody even tries that song. Yeah. But I'm not a. I'm not super comfortable with piano. If if it's fun, but if it's like really technical, like roll with the changes, makes me sweat. Yeah. I don't care if it's thirty degrees out. I'm sweating. <laughs> um. So I. It's not my favorite thing, but yeah. it's it's necessary. Gotcha. Um. Okay. When you guys go into a gig, do you have uh? like a list of what you plan on playing or do you just kind of go because this is a crowd sometimes take you a certain way where you'll play or do, or do you like know what you're going to be playing whenever you get there so we we have we figured out early on synchronized with the lights and everything else yeah. we we have a predefined set list that we're going to play pretty much no matter what yeah if 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 we're running a little long we might skip a song here or there mm -hmm. and, and anytime anybody any anybody in the band can just say i'm not ready to do this song and and we skip it because i'd rather skip it than have them right. screw it up or, or not be really confident about it yeah that card there's been songs where i'm like i'm not going to do this song well i don't want to do it that sometimes and i'm like come on mike come on <laughs> or, or i'll be like i got this i got this and he's like i don't think you got this <laughs> a little more overconfident than others but singer's voice might be you know yeah. out and they're like i gotta skip this one here right but um or even, even skipping one freaks out the light guy because he's like oh because he he knows right song. he thinks he you know he needs to know what's coming up next because he has it all synchronized and, yeah uh, but if there's a lot of people dancing sometimes we'll have uh on the set list we'll have two options uh -huh. and if if we're going if people are just dancing like crazy mm -hmm. we'll just we'll just try to keep the dance going right. for you know three or four songs at least yeah we might skip something like barracuda that's not mm -hmm. a four time and it's funny to watch people try to dance to that anyway <laughs> yeah yeah uh, okay now we were uh, do you remember when we were walking off we were asking you about your guitar see can, oh yeah okay so uh, can you explain uh I'm, i don't want to sound dumb <clears throat> oh, it's i don't want to sound ignorant i should say yeah, okay good. but it's small yeah. So, so how do you can you how can you explain? Uh, yeah. So, so standing with four hours with anything on my back is, yes. is, is, is had become an issue. So, um, I I started shopping around and realized that um, they make these. It's a headless. It's called headless. So the strings, the strings are actually run backward. Yeah. And and the tuners down, um, where the bridge is is integrated with the bridge, and so there's there's no tuners or no neck at the top. And it worked out great because more than once I whacked the girl singer next to me with with the old guitar um on a tight stage you know mm -hmm. and and so it not only is it it's shorter uh you know by at least six or eight inches it's it's lighter yeah as well and um, um it's made by kiesel they used to be called carvin u.s made out in california yeah um, yeah it was really neat um so if uh let's see here if you guys had to let's say you can pick any song you want to play if you just had like a one go-to song for for you cindy what would you probably baker street gotcha hands i've been asking for that for 11 12 years now <laughs> and and to no avail well it's got it's too big the first thing for yeah. us to do. do but there are acoustic versions uh -huh. All people want to hear is that sax. Yeah. 
and I just, I told him I'm going to start playing it, and they'll just have to catch up someday. <laughs> I'm just going to walk out in the audience and start playing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that, that's a great song. It's, uh, okay, if, uh, what's one that you, you know, like a go-to song for you? Uh, oh, YYZ. We used to do it, when, but my son was playing bass. Gotcha. And had a, a, a crazy good drummer. Uh, one of our first drummers, Rob Mack, and he could—he knew all the Rush stuff. Uh, yeah. And so we pulled that off a couple of times. It's an instrumental by Rush. It's all. Yeah. Not, not even close to four-four time. It's all over the place, and it's just the three of them going crazy. It was worth it just to see uh, a few people in the audience go. Yeah. No. Nope. Definitely. Other people are like, I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a Rush thing. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I got up to uh, go to the bathroom the other night, or not the other night, a couple weekends ago, whenever we were watching you guys, and uh, they did Tom Sawyer while I was there, and Mandy's like, you missed him, because she said that was, uh, she said that was uh, yeah. amazing, the way, yeah, but yeah, that lead singer, he can, he can go, he can yes. hit about everything. He can do, he can do, oh, well, he does some raps that are not on uh, he'll just make stuff up off the top of his head yeah uh, if we'll have a little break you know some problem or whatever and he he's hilarious uh but he can um like word up super freak yeah uh, he can make his voice sound just like the recording yeah there's not much he can't do right boston he can't yeah. do boston do what he can't do boston can't do boston no <laughs> just too high yeah that is yeah, that's guess. up there He's up there with Steve Perry. Right. In, in range. Yeah. Okay, I was going to ask, too. There was... You guys were playing uh, Kiss Me Deadly. Mm-hmm. Okay, now. And then... So, but you couldn't even tell. But something... Okay, do you remember what was going on? Like, during that song, something was going on, and your guitar wasn't... And you kind of... My wife couldn't see, but I could see. I'm like, I, I wonder if something either needed to get charged or... Because you, you were... Your guitar wasn't... Nothing was coming out. Then you just kind of went over there and pushed a few buttons, and then it was fine. But like for like a verse or something like that, she was singing. But you could, and it still sounded awesome. But it was just like, to me, it was like if that was like a young kid, he'd probably been like panicking and stuff like that. But he just kind of went back there, and then he just kind of went over there and boop, 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 like hit a few things, and then. I think the keyboards weren't coming out the front on that song. It was a terrible night for my keys. Yeah. That. Well, no, that's ridiculous. Nobody, no, I didn't. Nobody, so nobody knows that. Would know that, but. Uh, her stuff is all MIDI, goes into a, a Mac Mini yeah. done in software. That's how she gets all her keyboard sounds. My guitar goes through a Mac Mini. The drums go through a Mac Mini. Lights are ran through a Mac Mini. So we got four Mac Minis up there going. And then we have a digital mixer. And um, there's a lot of tubes and wires. And I'm the only one that I'm responsible for putting it together. So when stuff's broken, it, it's, it's pretty much up to me. Hodson has a good idea of what might be going on out front, but... If it involved the keyboards or the guitars, it's, yeah. it's kind of up to me. I think what happened, we realized that her keys weren't coming out there, so uh, I've got a I've got a, uh, a MacBook and I am connected to all the different Mac Minis. So if something's not working, I got to figure out which one's broke and go in and yeah. try to get that sorted out. Sometimes it can be tense, and uh, <laughs> Heather's like, I hate it when mom and dad fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I. Uh, uh, the technology of it would be enough to freak me out because I'm still 
I don't know. Like uh, we were talking about kids. Like there's a twelve year olds that know more about it than I do, and I I don't know. Like even with this, I was gonna, full disclosure. This has never happened before. They they got here probably thinking what the hell we got ourselves into <laughs> because like. I uh, the mics weren't <laughs> for this is the first time this has happened. I've done like this is like the eighty first one I think first time the mics have ever like been screwed up. So they got here and the mics weren't working. So Mike like had to fix the mics. So, uh, but technology to me I'm like if I I just feel like if I push the wrong button on something it's just gonna like explode or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like afraid of it, you know. So yeah. like I can't imagine uh, everything you just said. There's no way I would. But anymore that's how it you've got to kind of embrace the technology you're screwed at this point because it's well and the beautiful thing about the electronic drums because they look like real drums because uh, they have shells but behind that it looks if you have, took the shells off it looks like rock band drums they're yeah. electronic but it allows us to turn the volume down uh-huh. because the drums go down with our whole volume so we can play we could play a room this size yeah or we can play a wedge at home and center. It, right. We can be as loud or as quiet as we need to be. Yeah. And that's one thing that we still get complimented on. At Show Me's on the 28th, we had people saying, uh, the waitresses and we the manager. Saw, we uh, looked at you guys, we saw your costumes. They were like, we can talk to yeah. each other. Yes, and it's that's still, exactly what yeah. I was saying too. Okay, yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Because it was like, how many times do you go and listen to a band and you can't you can't even it's just like okay i'll talk to you in 45 minutes because i'm not going to hear shit except right for for the next this whole set like you go to places man I, i'm thinking of stuff right now like recently where i've been at one i'm like okay like i'm sitting right by my buddy it's just like i can't can't yep. even talk you guys it's it's perfect it's it's just it was just the right volume because yep. you can still talk and you can like you can talk like i'm talking to you guys right now hear everything but at the same time the it's loud, but it's a perfect type yeah. of loud. I mean, it was, yeah, that was another thing that was really impressive. I didn't know, is that more, is that what you guys are, no matter what? I didn't know if that was because of the setup there at 36 or if that's just how, no, what that, you guys are always. That's that our goal. By, by yeah. design yeah. from day one. We, um, we hadn't been to bars for 20, 25 years and, mm-hmm. and finally decided if we were going to have a band, um, I was going to do some market research. So yeah, went and listen to a couple bars bands of bars and i take her in there and two songs she's gone she's like i can't stand yeah. it here me i can tolerate it a little bit more then i just started taking um here yeah and, yeah. and i'm like okay that sounds good <laughs> yes yeah. every one of them was so loud i i would see at the bar the bartenders trying to hear what the yeah. order is i hear you know waitresses yeah. are out there bending over trying to figure out what people wanted to drink i'm like well that's that's not just annoying. That's impacting their business. If they can't sell booze fast enough, that's the whole reason the bar is in business is mm-hmm. to sell booze. And so, if a band is impacting their business instead of drawing people in, maybe it's a little bit of both. It's still it's still the negative. And so, I decided, well, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna learn to play in a nice quiet. We started with regular drums and an amp mm-hmm. on stage, and realized it's so difficult to get and that the, balance. The regular drums <clears throat> behind you, yeah, pop pop all night long yeah. we would go home with our ears ringing right yeah so we, we lost a good drummer because he yeah. wanted to play his drums and i was like we had a cheap electronic kit but it to us it sounded just as good yeah front but it was more controlled and um and so that was that was you know an issue the bass players have a trouble hearing through earbuds so mm-hmm. whether they, they got really nice earbuds uh can help but I don't mind having a little speaker on stage for the bass, um, 
but for the most part, yeah, it, there's there's no volume on stage whatsoever. It's all coming out front. Yeah. And we try to get everybody wearing yeah. the in-ears, which that way you can hear it as loud as you want, and it's mm-hmm. clear. And I can, I can hear Heather Moore or Mike Less or no drums or lots of drums. Each song I have it programmed, so we go to the next song, and my monitors automatically adjust to what I've saved it to. Yeah. Because I know I need to hear more of something in that song. Yeah. How hard was it to get used to, uh, with just to, just to learn things like that? That's the thing that I don't that people don't understand is it's not just singing and playing. It's like things like that. Like you have to, you know. Well, we had had a, have a good friend Jack Jack Levey, and he came over and spent countless hours with us, showing us Main Stage, which is the program that I use. Realizing that there are thousands of options to, of sounds. Mm-hmm. And I can get my keyboard to make exactly what it sounds like on the album, yeah. on the recording. We yeah. spend a lot of time that was, those, but yeah. That was months of, you know, but, but now I understand the program. And, and most of our songs, like right now we're learning Sledgehammer yeah. and uh, Freeway, to Love, Freeway of Love, yeah. Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. and uh, Love is Like a Rock by Donny Iris. Those are the gotcha. next three. And I'll have to, you know, I'll have to find those sounds. But now I know how to do it. But it, yeah. it did take, you know, probably three months of trying to figure out. Just training, basically. How to do, yeah. 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 Um, do you guys have a favorite uh, kind of story from one of your gigs that we can? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Yes. Oh, hey. We've had some crazy stuff happen. Okay. I'm gonna let's talk get into about- let's get into and 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 don't feel like you have to hold back it's fine just okay. let, you know, let her rip so we had three gigs to do in 24 hours yeah two were in fort wayne at a golf um golfing community uh inside the uh country club that night and then the next day outside on the golf course for some big thing they were having we were actually like on the 19th hole or something uh-huh. i don't know golf and as they would come around... Well, 19 holes, like, yeah, after you get down, you go drink, yeah. basically. There's 18 oh, holes, 19 we holes. We were like, in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, all right. I said I don't know golf. No, it's fine. 19 holes would be like the clubhouse. We're getting drunk, like, yeah. drinks. Yeah. Okay. So, we, so, we did those two gigs, and yes. then we loaded up. That was in Fort Wayne, and we drove to Sullivan and did a wedding that was outdoors, but a tent. Okay? Yeah. So, that was so cool, right? But... The, the night before we were to do all this, he got so sick with the stomach thing. Uh-huh. And he's like, I can't do it. And I'm like, oh, yes, we are. <laughs> and so I called my doctor at the time. She, she's, she's not around anymore, but I was like, can you just give me some Zofran? Yeah. I just need Zofran. Anti-nausea drugs. We popped Zofran and Mike, threw him in the back of the back seat of the truck, and my son, who'd never driven the trailer, you know, <laughs> Drove to Fort Wayne while Mike tried to recover. Yeah. So we did that show. We slept, did the, slept on the floor. Slept on the floor in the, in the uh, room we played. Yes. <laughs> and then we played outside, and then we a storm was coming, and we hurried up and packed up and started to Sullivan. They called us an hour after we left and said that after we left, they had baseball-sized hail. Oh, my. It damaged the entire green, put holes in cars. Yeah. So we missed that, uh-huh. but that storm chased us all the way to Sullivan. Jeez. Yeah. By the time we got to the wedding, there was a tornado warning. Oh my! And um, 
Uh, well, it was crazy. There was a pig in there, and um, there was a pig in there. Yes, <laughs> there was baby pools full of beer. It was pretty yeah. redneck, yeah. <laughs> and the tent did not blow over. And we did the show. But it was raining like crazy. It was pouring. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, so you're under you're under tent. Yeah. It was pouring. And there was a pig? There was a pig. I don't know what to <laughs> two, say. Two ladies had a pet pig. Yeah. They were kind of the... They carried it around. Yeah. Yeah. It was a hit of the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, slept, why'd you sleep on the floor, though? So, you... Um, the guy didn't want to pay, for, you know, for a hotel. This was this was probably 10, year, uh, 10 or 9 years ago. And he didn't want to pay for a hotel, and, and he wanted us to play, you know, night and morning. So he's like, you can just camp out in the oh, gotcha. dining room. So we, we all, our singer, AR, actually threw a blanket over a table for privacy and slept under a table. <laughs> and Jack was like behind the subs or something. Yes. <laughs> and Dan snored. Humble, humble beginnings. Yeah. Dan snored. Yeah, well... <laughs> You got Dan snoring. You got a pig. You got <laughs> baseball size hail. <laughs> Mike, you got one or no? Um, we uh, so before Heather, we had a, a, a singer. Yeah. It was really good. She and her husband both did barbershop quartet stuff. Uh -huh. um, you can say her name. It's Lynn Hughes. Yeah. Okay. Lynn Lynn Hughes. Her husband was Aaron, and um, she sang with us for about four or five, five. years. Yeah. Five years. And, um, we were doing a corporate party in Terre Haute. No more details than that. Corporate party in Terre Haute. And, um, you know, it was kind of a big factor. So you had all the you had the president who flew in from Germany and, and yeah. all of the upper management people. And then you had the blue-collar people and the temp workers and a uh, hundred and some people there. Big dinner. And we're playing. And after dinner, most of the white-collar people bugged out. And so you just had a couple tables of guys just knocking back beers. And um, we were on a, a smallish stage, it's only about a foot high or whatever, but we will often have people come up and, you know, say, play, you know, this or that. I was going to ask you guys about that, too. How yeah, pissed off, how aggravating that. Freebird. Yeah. Freebird is aggravating. Oh, jeez. Yeah, but I mean, people, <laughs> they'll, they'll want to hear brown-eyed girl or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And uh, we made a conscious effort. It's like, you know what, you want to hear that? There's 15 other bands in the area playing that song tonight. Go listen to them. <laughs> yeah. You know, and... and but this crazy girl was just yeah, bouncing around yeah. all night, and and she was she was pretty tall too, and she came up kind of punk haircut, and came up to Lynn, and and we figured she was going to make a request or something. And she steps up on stage, and Lynn kicks, leans over, she kicks a beer over accidentally. Lynn leans Lynn leans over because the song hadn't quite started, mm -hmm. and we were ready, and this girl just plants a big kiss right on Lynn's face. <laughs> And we were, all, we were all just freaking out. <laughs> Lynn is so classy. Yeah. Okay, she's a Colts, one of the Colts girls. Uh, what do you? I'm not sure what they call her. She's it. beautiful. She is strikingly beautiful. Yeah. And she's very classy. And she was like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just her hands up in front of her face. And so that became a meme. Anytime <laughs> somebody's doing something we don't like, we're like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, my. So she got um, fired. Oh, really? She got fired. Yeah. Not Lynn, the temporary girl. No, yeah, yeah. Yes. Lynn didn't. Yeah. Oh, my. That's, uh, that's good. Yeah, okay, so, um, how often do people bother you with that kind of stuff, try to request stuff, and how annoying does it 
get after because that okay here's my okay i'm gonna say something here like yeah these people a lot of these people just like play the hits play the hits like uh like everything's a wedding reception or something yes and it's not that's not the case these uh okay i don't want to offend anyone but you go to these uh i went to a dueling piano thing not too long ago and they're like we can play any song and blah 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 and i looked over at my buddy i'm like it's not a coincidence though how every request they get is something you hear at a wedding reception you know what i mean it's like yes hmm you know so so uh that's what you guys are like i mean the songs you play are really popular but it's not like most people just don't play them because they're not good enough to play them they they play this recycle like again like you said brown eye girl or Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i can just see drunk people like play Rebert oh my gosh that drive me well, nuts that's usually my brother <laughs> <laughs> it's he's, true he's he does it on purpose <laughs> <laughs> just to be just to in the back and they don't even know it while hearing somebody yelling free bird it's like yeah, hey, just get out of here <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that's not uh, we we would get requests usually it's during break she's out walking around somebody say can you guys play this can you play that and the answer is always no no, we, we, we have our right. set list. So people will come up and look at the set list because if they have a favorite song, they'll maybe want to Well, I'm not rude about it. I, no, I usually not. say, you know, if you want to hear something special, we can put it on Spotify during break, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, um, and on your website, you have a list of yes. everything. I mean. Yeah. Uh, and that was by design. We wanted to do stuff that wasn't what you'd hear in every other VFW, you know, in town. Yeah. On the weekend. But, and so it's usually a little more complicated. Um, and we have to spend more time learning and none of us grew up doing all the old time favorites for 20 years anyway so it's not like because a lot of bands you could you could pick five guys and throw them together and they're going to know a couple hours worth of music because they've all been playing the similar kind of things yeah we didn't have that kind of background um, right necessarily. so it was we're going to learn it all new from fresh anyway so let's pick out some of the more mm-hmm. the cool stuff it yeah. doesn't have to be necessarily top 40 stuff was it always gonna be 80s for you mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah and, and now arguably it early 80s was when we were in high school and listening to music so there's a lot of stuff that technically was came out in the late 70s but we were still right, listening yeah. to it in the 80s stuff that came out in 1989 we don't necessarily not familiar with and, and mm-hmm. don't consider that a good uh a good source of, of stuff but, but we still, do still do we did we do do yeah. x's and o's which is a current more new song yeah just because it's fun mm-hmm. and so we'll branch just a little bit but i mean 80s is timeless oh, it's yeah. the last era where the don't, musicians don't, were don't branch out just stay just right break, stick right yeah and people said to us like five years ago well when the 80s are no longer popular are you going to start doing the 90s and i'm like when the 80s are no longer appreciated, yeah, we'll all be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did, we did, uh, me and my wife, she does a lot of these with me. I, I figured she'd want to be out here. She probably just didn't want to get in the way today. I don't know, whatever. But, or that, we do have a child in the house. Maybe that's why too. But, um, <laughs> but she, we, we did the, um, like three different episodes of 90s one hit wonders. Okay. And the music in the 90s is just garbage. I mean, I'm not trying to, but my gosh. Well, the guitar playing went from virtuosos, like the guys in Kansas, you know, and and, and then in the 90s, it was like figure playing an open chord with one finger and singing yeah. it up and down. And if they do a solo, it's usually 
you don't even want to hear. I mean, yeah. I, I consider the quality of guitar playing really, really yeah. bad. And 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 a lot of the vocals singing, mm-hmm. too. Nirvana, it's Nirvana, auto-tuned. Well, yeah. well it, the, know, the grunge of like Nirvana, mm-hmm. really, really. He was a poet. He wasn't a guitar player. Right, he yeah. wasn't a singer. Yeah. Um, they were unique, and that's kind of what, 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 what made them popular. And, uh, and then there was the other pop side that was all... Yeah, the pop. Auto tune. Yes, the pop stuff was recycling the same chord patterns. I guess I'm painting with too broad of a brush there because the grunge stuff, you know, some of that I guess I like, but you know, how I was, you know, in junior high Mm -hmm. at that time, but uh, you know, and like Metallica stuff like that. But I'm talking, but like when you when we were going through those one hit wonders, you know, some of those songs, the poppy ones. I mean, it is just so bad you know and that's why i'm glad i'm the youngest of four because i grew up with 80s and memorizing all that stuff but like in the 90s when we were in junior high and high school when you look back on it now i just tell like everybody around my age that we got screwed like with the the music and when junior high high school because it's just not yes you can thank the record companies they were like okay here's the formula it's going to be a verse and a chorus, a verse and a chorus, and then some kind of a synth solo and a verse and a chorus and fade. Yeah. And they and it's these basic chords and and the record companies really just ruined, yeah. ruined music and they did yeah they did a really good job. I mean we we did Rush at our wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, we got married in 1986 and at the end of the Hemispheres album, there's a song called the Heart uh, Heart and Mind United. The Sphere. The Sphere. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it is about the heart and mind being united. So that was on our wedding uh, Just an acoustic invitations. Yeah. Mike and Cindy, the heart and mind united. And then we... None of our family got it. He yeah. played, <laughs> he played uh, acoustic and I sang that short song. And yeah. um, they were like... <laughs> but to you guys, it was yeah. They just so yeah. People yeah. I yeah. I, I get it. Some people just don't appreciate you know they don't. But okay, what now these other things are popping in my head. So okay, what do you think about? Okay, so in the seventies, you had all these bands that were uh, or like okay, let's say you got Billy Joel's stuff in the seventies. You've got Elton John stuff in the seventies. You got like. Well, I don't know, not necessarily Aerosmith, like Rolling Stones, like all mm-hmm. the David, but all these mm-hmm. guys, and then Hart mm-hmm. in the seventies, and then everything they switched to uh, poppier, not mm-hmm. not corny stuff, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like uh, they, and I was listening to a podcast uh, with uh, Ann Wilson was on there, mm-hmm. and she was just talking about cocaine. She was just like. In the 70s, we were all, you know, it was more like rock. And then it got a little poppier with all these different kinds of... But she said that a lot of that was... A lot of people were on that, and it was just sped up their... So, but but what do you... Okay, what do you think about... Do you think, like, do you consider them, like, selling out by getting all poppy in the 80s when they were more, like, heavier and rock and stuff in the 70s? Do you, or do you think they were just going with the times, or... Well, I think they were... They were, they were probably... Speculating, I think they were forced to adjust. Yes, I, think, I that's I, think I agree. The record 100%. company said, "Well, your last album didn't do too great. It it should sound more like this." Yeah. Cheap Trick, one of their best hits, uh, "The Flame." Yeah. Uh, from the eighties. Yeah. Uh, they were big in the seventies. Right. Not doing so well in the eighties. Record company said, "Here's two songs that these other people wrote. You have to pick one, and yeah. we're going to make it number one for you." And they chose to do "The Flame." Rick Nielsen's guitar solo in it is almost you can almost imagine him standing in the studio in the corner 
yeah. playing this solo, flipping everybody else off every chance he got. Because yeah. I'm sure he hated to do that. He wanted to play his own material. Right. But the record company said, pick one of these two, and they and or you're out. You know, right. we'll just cut you loose and yeah. and, and mm-hmm. no more recordings, and yeah. no more touring, and. And then the record company, magically, that song goes to number one. And, yeah. and between them and the radio stations who yeah. you know, were being manipulated, I think. Uh, I think they, they, I, they, I think they just had to, they were forced to. Mm-hmm. To do what the record company yeah. wanted. You think about Heart with Barracuda, and you think about Heart, like, a, ten years later, singing that All I Want to Do is Make Love to You mm-hmm. song. It's, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. that's a big. Yes. Yeah. And you yes. can go right down the list. You may, Okay, think about... Uh, um, Mick Jagger and David Bowie redoing that Dancing in the Street mm-hmm. in that video yeah. <laughs> it's just like uh, yeah. yeah 10 years earlier you weren't acting like that you were too you know, yes you know what I mean if you'd have told him 10 years from now you're going to be doing this yes. David yes. Bowie would have right he wouldn't have believed you yeah for sure but I mean I um, I don't know but I, lo- but I the thing is though they they did you call it selling out going to adjust with the times but I, I love all the 80s stuff you know what I mean yeah well but, some of it was crappy and stuff, right stuff, some of the corny like but that was yeah especially from the bands like you, you mentioned Hart and Aerosmith it's some, yeah. a lot of them a good number of them you know would you I think validly would say sold out in one yeah. way or another mm-hmm. they compromised yeah and um um because they wanted to keep playing, they wanted to right. keep touring. I, I'm sure there's some that were like, nope, nope, we're going to do it my way, and those are the bands that we are, they're one-hit wonders now. Yeah. Because they, yes. You know. Like, uh, if you listen to Billy Joel's another, and one foreigner too, like, uh, mm. you know. Yeah. They, well, their stuff in the 80s though, they had that I Want to Know What Love Is song, but that's just kind of like a, yeah. every every band had to have a ballad ballad type. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That foreigner yeah. four album, uh, we, that was our favorite. That's one of the cassette tapes we listened to in the duster, um, among other things. But anyway, uh, we've done Jukebox Hero, yeah, Urgent. Um, They're great. Uh, How the hell are they not in the Hall of Fame? I know. Oh, I don't even. Yeah. So stupid. It's yeah. Not a Hall of Fame. I, I agree. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's it's a joke now. Yeah, it's it's some couple or you know three, four, five guys who are like, let's pick these guys because yes. I yeah. have like these and they don't like this it's not any kind of a popularity contest it's some couple of doofuses who decide i mean it, was it didn't it didn't parton. it wasn't always like that was it i mean it used I, to i don't know i don't either yeah. didn't dolly parton just get yeah like she she actually declined it though because she said that not 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 because she didn't think she did but just because kind of like what we're saying she's like that's other people deserve to be in there yeah. not me yeah. like she declined yeah. her uh, invitation i think or something but nice yeah, we've done some corny songs that went over well, and and we'll we'll bring them back now and then. But like Wild Wild West, yeah, Escape and, Club, yes, <laughs> yeah, and uh and Whip It, mm-hmm. Whip It Good, yes, and we did Safety Dance. Safety Dance is amazing. So, but yeah. one corny song that I'm pushing for right now that I just can't get out of my head is uh, Blinded Me with Science. Yeah, I cannot get it out of my head. Yeah, it's so funny. It's yeah, it's, it's and funny. AR will but, sound just. Who's like gonna funny. do the the cheesy, <laughs> the blinded me. Who's gonna do all that? Science. <laughs> yeah. Science. Yes. I just want to go. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. See when they when 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 somebody brings up the song, the first thing I do is listen to it. And go with it. Well, there's a keyboard sound. There's another keyboard sound. There's five keyboard sounds going on all at the same time. That's my favorite have, thing. We're gonna have trouble doing that. Yeah. But you know what? When we did Bon Jovi, we did uh, Living on a Prayer, and um, what was the other one? 
bad medicine. Yeah. yeah. I, there, I can split my keyboard, uh, my piano. It could have six sounds uh, of synth. My top keyboard can, uh, however many you want. Yeah. Just a couple keys do a certain thing. I can do anything. <laughs> so blinding me with science does not yeah. scare me. There's so many. That's what makes the 80s unique, too, because, you know, you want a little Guns N' Roses, fine. If you want a little cheesy, if you want to go a little cheesier, yes. you know. I was, um, uh, when I was little, I'm just having a memory here, like, my oldest sister here that lives right over here, she was, like, getting ready to go out one night, and uh, she was, like, a senior in high school, so I was, like, in grade school, and uh, Lover Boy by Billy Ocean was in her room was playing in her room and i was like uh in my underwear like outside the door like <laughs> lip syncing it and dancing and stuff and she had this and her hot friend who's like a senior in high school comes uh walking in because they were getting ready to go out and i was just like started like i got embarrassed and started bawling and like ran out of the room but yeah but but like that kind of stuff like billy ocean had a hell of a run in the 80s there's so many yes. good good bands good yes. singers you know like and it's fun to yeah, I mean, it's just, we, uh, Mandy and I, I don't know if you guys ever do this, but we go back and listen to the Casey Kasem's top 40s, you know, yeah. and yeah, those were, I don't know, have mixed feelings about it, because it's like, yeah, you wish you could go back then, because it's like, it was just, you know, but yes. yeah, because it was uh, back in the day when, okay, now Hollow Notes is another one, mm -hmm. they're amazing, you guys did, they kind of got a little more poppy in the mm -hmm. 80s, but they, but they've always been. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, Sarah, you know, was slow and piano and yeah. and, and uh, uh, they, they never really did much in the way of rock stuff. They, yeah, it was very much on the, the pop pop side, but but clever and unique. Not not right. Yeah, over and over. And so. Yeah, we I, were. Um, oh no, go ahead. Oh, I saw a, a funny thing one time uh, where Oates mm -hmm. said, um, "Yeah, I'm the guy uh, in the band that does this." <laughs> yeah. Private eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's quite a funny story about him too. Like I was in college, I went I went to Eastern and uh I I'd had this professor who I mean hell for my major, I mean I had him for probably three or four different classes and I was always the guy in the back row, like with my hat down, just leave me alone, like you know, attendance was a little shaky, but so whatever. I was that guy. So I was in the back one day and he's up there you know talking giving his little lecture and out of nowhere he brings up he's he says that uh oats is uh his brother-in-law and he says it like out of nowhere and he's, he, he says it just like it's no big deal you know and i'm like what the hell did you just i mean in, in my mind i was and nobody cared you know and i was just like what like you just buried the lead that should have been the first thing oh you told me God. Yeah, he just kind of nonchalantly throws out there that uh oats is his brother-in-law and i was like holy shit like you know but wow. uh yeah but he was uh because i think he was at like texas a&m before he was at eastern or something like that but yeah i was like man if you'd have told me that first day i'd have been perked up a little bit more but yeah so i thought that was pretty cool but well i held ted newton's thigh you did what <laughs> what to his thigh I stabilized it. Oh yeah, let's go. Let's back in back in the early nineties, I was president of Mothers Against Drunk Driving in the Wabash Valley, and yeah. we had a big deal in Indianapolis at the Brickyard. A uh, bunch of stars: Peter Cetera, mm -hmm. uh, Knight Rider. I can't think of his name right now. It was David David Hasselhoff. Uh, yeah. Horf, Hoff. 
Baywatch, Knight Rider, yeah. Yes, and uh, uh, Ted Nugent, lots, and they did stock car racing. Yeah. And then after it was a big fundraiser, and afterwards they all went to a tent to eat, and we got to go because I was president yeah. of that chapter. And um, so Ted Nugent's standing there with his hot wife, and Mike was like, "There's Ted Nugent." I was like, "I'm gonna go ask for his autograph." Yeah. So my back is to Mike. Ted is facing Mike, and I go up to him. He's like this tall, right? Yeah. And I'm looking up at him, and I said, you know, Mr. Nugent, I'm so thankful for everything that you do to support Mad. And so he says, I tell you what, i got an eight-year-old son. People come around and try to push drugs on him, I'm going to slam him. They try to push uh, alcohol on him, I'm going to slam him. And so all Mike sees is Ted Nugent slamming his fist in his hand and me standing there looking, and he's like, what's going on? So then I said, can you please sign my program? Yeah. So he hikes his leg up to write on there, and he just got a little wibble wobbly. (laughs) So I just stabilized his thigh (laughs) instinctively. And his wife was not threatened at all. (laughs) But, yeah, that's my claim to fame. Nice. Stabilized Ted Nugent's thigh. Very good. He's still going strong. Oh, we just saw him in concert at the mill this year. Yeah, Yeah, there was uh, a couple that we hang out with a lot they went and saw him for their anniversary like peoria i think or something but yeah he's still how old is he gotta be he's gotta be 70. seven that's yeah. another thing the what do you think about these guys that are still can still do it when they're like rolling stones are 80 and they um are having a tour you know how do they i don't i don't know it's a, actually um especially the way they've lived what's the singer you You know steven tyler steven tyler yeah he's they canceled his tour because he's got a throat thing yeah Yeah. like it's canceled yeah what was the name of that tour it was something clever i can't remember it was supposed to be about their last run last one or something but but think about how he sang for all those years i know how could you how how could you not have a you know yeah i i think that's crazy well and bon jovi just hands the you know just points his microphone out to the audience for the high yeah. parts because he he can't right. he can't do that. Vince Neil, they had to they had to they had to shut him down because he was did you need to oh, wasn't not good. Oh, some of them are just yeah they should have quit a long time. Yeah. Ago. Who did you say they had to shut down? Vince Neil from Motley Crue. He's, oh yeah. yeah. Not, not not so good. But then there's but like I said that Rolling Stone Keith Richards is still 80 years old playing it and it's like the way he's lived his life. The fact that they can still are upright and can do all that is crazy. It is. It, it, it kind of negates the argument of, you know, drugs are bad for you. I mean, that, that, I mean, of course, they look like they were 60 and 70 years old when they were in their 30s and 40s. Right. Uh, so they haven't changed much for 50 years. Yeah. Rick Emmett from Triumph is probably got to be close to 70. Yeah. And he could sing and play guitar like he could when he was in his 20s. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's still amazing. There's a few of them that are out there like that. Oh, Sticks. Uh, uh, yeah, Tommy Shaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis DeYoung. Did you guys like Damn Yankees or no? Yes. Yeah. We're actually, oh my gosh. Not over there. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, so let's let's do like, just your, okay, let's do your favorite bands. You guys familiar with like a Mount Rushmore? So like that's like your top four. Mm-hmm. So what would your Mount Rushmore of 80s, it could be solo artists or bands, whatever, like who, who's your favorite? For me, it's Sticks, it's um, Foreigner, 
it's a uh, uh, Little River Band. Yeah. Mmm. I should have texted you guys just yesterday so you had time to think about it, putting you on the spot. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to. Really uh, Kansas, maybe. Yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. What would your Mike? What would yours? If I could go, had an option to go back and see him, because um, because there were a few bands that were had impressive albums. Yeah. But you go to watch them live, and it was a huge disappointment. The one of the bands that I remember that I was totally blown away by their sound, quality of sound, was Supertramp. Yeah. I couldn't tell They're you. They're underrated. They had a lot of yeah. a lot of good yeah. stuff. I, I couldn't tell you three songs off any one of their albums, but we knew it. we had a couple of good so um just to go back and, and, and see them again. Because to do that in the in the early eighties was, was quite an accomplishment before all the digital mixers and mm-hmm. effects. But no, top bands really would have to be uh Rush, um, Kansas and Boston would be up there. Um they were overall they were kind of a disappointment because of their uh, production they were so slow coming out with albums and whatever yeah uh, Queen was awesome oh yeah we saw Queen we saw Billy Squire open for Queen in 1982 nice it was you guys played several or no two well how many Billy Squire three two Two or three two Two. yeah yeah Yeah, those were Uh, those were great too yeah We've seen Where'd 20. You, where did you see that? Market Square Arena. Dang. Yeah. We we've seen 20, 22 concerts together. Yeah. yeah that's back when we could still have the, the stubs to. to, to mm-hmm. Yeah, we we paid twelve fifty for that concert. Yeah, I, I'm just the older I get, it's like crowds and all that stuff. I just want to. I just like exactly. I was perfectly happy just going and watching you guys. Like even, yeah. Like I said, it was perfect because it was music was perfect and it, like i said like yeah. you guys said it wasn't i could still talk to people at my table and things like that but yeah i got to where just avoiding crowds at all, at all you know yes. it's just like you know what i mean yes. yeah when you get older it's kind of like Ugh. oh but, yeah but i saw i don't know i saw at deer creek or whatever i've, I've been there several times saw tom petty there he was really really good oh nice yeah he was great uh and hell he played and played and played too but and then there was one where twelve fifty reminds me of this. I think that's how much this ticket was. It was like Poison, Great White, Rat, and and uh, somebody else. Yeah. Shit, who was it? L.A. Guns, maybe. I think, or something like that. But that's back when they were. That that's been. Well, that's been twenty years ago, probably. But but yeah. Uh, have you guys? What's it called now? It's not Deer Creek anymore. What's it? Off. Yeah. 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 Do you, do you guys? I think it's changed since then. It's now. XYZ Bank. Yeah. When we first got married, we've been married like eight and a half years. We first got married. uh, My sister in law talked us into going to there, and it was Kid Rock, but uh, Foreigner open for him. So, yeah, so we got to see them. They were, uh, yeah, they were great. And they're hell, they're, that's another band that's getting up there, but they sounded, yeah, sounded really good. I think the only original guy is the guitar player. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that might explain something. We yeah. saw Yes open for Sticks, and Yes looked like they were going to take a nap. Yeah. And Sticks came out, and Tommy Shaw has the same smile and the same energy he's had since yeah. I first started listening to them. Yeah. 
Well, yes, they had the owner of a lonely heart. Yes. Is that? I can't think of anything else they had in the head. But well, they had a roundabout. Stuff, yeah, from yeah. the 70s. So right. They were all well into their 70s 10 years ago. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, they looked like they needed in and out. <laughs> um, well, this has been a lot of fun. I was going to tell you, too, we're we're going December 2nd. <gasps> you guys are at uh, Clinton, yeah. right? And Victor Beer Company. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Yes, we're going to go with oh, my buddy good. and his wife. Um, That's a great place. Yeah, I don't think we've ever been, we've ever been there. Well, they're, they're relatively, really relatively new, and and we're happy to be working with them. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's a nice. It's it's the right size of a place in Clinton. We don't play in Clinton very often in Rockville and Terre Haute, but not Clinton. And so. Yeah. How many gigs I saw? Like, I mean, how often do you usually, let's say, in a given like six month span, how many gigs probably would you? The goal is always two per month, and. Sometimes it turns out to be four in a month because you just can't hardly say no to some things. Yeah. But um, I counted before we came here, and to date we've done 314 shows. Dang. <laughs> nice. And all of them in Indiana? Indiana? Uh, Illinois. You've been, you've yeah. been just, over here? Just Effingham to... Palestine. Um, yeah, on the, on the, to the west. We played Evansville. Once we did a couple of shows at the uh, uh, where Metzger Zoo, yeah. the wedding. Yeah, um, where where ARs from? Paoli. Oh, Paoli. Yeah. yeah. We played at the casino at um, French Lick. We've French done the Lick. casino. Oh, really? Cool. We did the casino twice they there. Took the stage out. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Our <clears throat> we. Uh, that that wasn't even from us. I mean, we were probably going to go anyway, but our buddy and his wife that met us at the 36, they texted us about you guys being there. So Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to go for sure. It's cool. Thank you for yeah. doing that. Um, well, yeah, this has been awesome. I could I uh, could talk about music all day, but I probably sounded pretty ignorant when I was asking you questions like about the instruments and things like that. But as far as, uh, yeah, just bands and groups and music yeah especially from that from that decade best decade ever yes absolutely yes um and when now we got shirts we're in we're in me and mandy be wearing our shirts okay we yeah. should have brought one for we, your sister oh i know damn it <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get her one for christmas or something but but yeah, and then we have shirts, so we will give you guys a couple. Yeah, too. we got them here. Oh, nice. I've already been to your bathroom and seen your house, <laughs> met your child. That's not where you got the shirt, was it? <laughs> there wasn't a there wasn't a pig in there, was there? Like, <laughs> no, no pig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, this has been awesome. Um, thanks for coming over. I'm glad. Thanks for having us. Yeah, uh, and again, they are mulled over. Oh, I was going to ask you too. How'd you? What? Uh, what made you come up with the name? Just. Interesting story. We were having our first band meeting in March of 2011 at our kitchen table, and everybody was having ideas, and Mike was getting stressed about it. And well, I, I had my spreadsheet out. I had to know who had what equipment, what songs do we know, yeah. you know, what instruments does everybody play. And we're all coming up with names, you know, and nobody would pay attention to. I mean, I was losing uh, losing my patience, but I, it right. was just. You could spend days talking about names and bouncing them around. And yes. he's like, look, I just need to mull it over. And I was like... <laughs> well, they, came up, they came up with a dorky one, and I was just like, if I just agree to it, we'll change it later. So I'm like, okay, that's that's fine. Let me mull it over, and we'll just 
go on to the... Can I ask, can I ask what the dorky one was? Uh, I said retrospective. It was my just, you know, it was dorky. So <laughs> you know. mull it over. And then and we told we told our son, can you come up with a cool 80s logo? And he sketched that out. And we were like, um, yes. Yeah, that's great. Because it's, yeah, it's a pun. It is. You gotta love, I love 80s, I love puns. It's perfect. Yes. But, uh, yeah, and, and it's, it's, uh, you hear it and it's, you know, yeah. it's catchy. It's very good. More annoying than people coming up and asking for a brown eyed girl. Or They'll say, where's the mullets? And then we oh, say, yeah, the yeah. mullet's over. It's over. <laughs> that's right. So that's how that shuts them up. <laughs> <laughs> pretty quick. They're like, oh, yeah. be a drunk bold guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's a, that's a great name. Um, and a lot of times when it's spontaneous like that, that's when you get the best yes. stuff usually. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yes. And uh, again, we'll see you on December 2nd. All right. Cool. But, all right. I was going to tell you, whenever uh, I was starting this podcast, Stevie, my son, he was like, uh, I'm like, I need like a closing line or something, you know? And I, I'm like, what do you think it ought to be? And he's just, he just went, uh, he's like, that's that. I'm like, perfect. So that's how we close these out. So thank you for listening. And that's that. That's great. <laughs>